Hello and welcome to the IT News Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Weber. Today, we'll be speaking with Police Bank Chief Executive Greg McKenna about the bank's ongoing digital transformation, which has been on the path of renewal as its customers increasingly seek digital channels. Thank you so much for joining us today on the IT News Podcast. As we all know, you guys have been undergoing quite the digital transformation. I was just wondering if you were able to walk us through a timeline of Police Bank's multi-year transformation journey so far. It's great to be with you. So the transformation is a whole of bank transformation, of which the technology part is a subset. And since 2020, 2021, we've been changing a lot of things about the bank. And one of the critical pieces of those changes is the enablement that a new tech stack uh, will give us. And so what we're working on at the moment, and we're probably right in the middle of the technological transformation, or phase one at least anyway, we are in the process of replacing our core banking system and moving from one vendor to a Temenos T24 stack. We are then going to be integrating into that core a new loan origination system, new onboarding, internet banking, card management services, document management services, a whole host of ancillary services that go to being a modern uh, mutual bank. And so if we're looking to go live around sort of February, March next year with some slippage. So it may end up being sort of April, May, but that's around the timeline that we're looking at. And why was this a journey important for Police Bank? I think as a relatively member-focused organisation, the customer has to be paramount in everything we do. Our customers we call members and those members, particularly members of the New South Wales Police, Australian Federal Police, Tasmanian Police and then Border Force, they're all pretty technologically savvy. And they're also fulfilling a really important part of keeping our community safe. And so when they come to do their banking, they want it to be efficient and effective. And what we needed to do was we needed to modernise what we had. And what we had was pretty clunky or is pretty clunky. A lot of that is because of just what we've built up over the years. And what we needed to do was make it easier, take out the pain points and the friction points from both my team being able to serve the members, but also the members accessing us. So what we're looking for is that omni-channel kind of handoff where the member can interact with police bank when and where she or he wants. And it can be a warm handoff if they then call in or go to a chat or go into a branch or however it is that they then pick up that connection once again. You mentioned part of the transformation does include banking, a lot of onboarding systems as well. Just wondering what the current experience for customers in terms of digital and technology is at the moment. Slow and paper-based is probably the best way to put it. My team is really adept at making it look really simple, but we're still heavily paper-based and the team does a lot of work to make it feel nice and easy for members, but it is form-based, paper-based. It's just the way that we used to do things in banking 20 years ago, and we just need to upgrade that. I guess the balls have really started rolling on this transformation already, but it sounds like that real digital-first focus will be quite a game-changer for you guys. Yeah, absolutely, Kate. It's a leap to the future. It's one of the things that we identified as an organisation as far back as 2018. And so we put in place the new technological strategy to go with the overall bank strategy in 2020. 
And of course, COVID showed everybody that they needed to leap forward. But we've had this in train just for the main reason that it's really where members want to be. Now, if you think about what you can do with other banks, you know, where the CBA is, that's our benchmark. It's the biggest bank in the country. They built this fantastic ecosystem. Their app's pretty cool. They're relatively easy to deal with. And while somebody like Police Bank can never be the CBA, we just don't have those resources. What we do have to offer is a compelling technological offer to our member and our target audience for our members so that they want to deal with us and stay with us. And that's been the main driver. So it is going to be a huge leap forward. And I know one that my team is really excited about getting to day one in 2024 of what the new world looks like. And I know you just mentioned CBA as a bit of a benchmark for you guys, but I do also know a lot of the neobanks are quite tech forward as well, and they really target younger demographics. Is that also something that's very important to you? For example, I know Up, if you look at their entire branding, their marketing strategy, it's all on the mobile. They've got no branches and a lot of the younger demographic really love it. Is that also something that you guys keep in mind as well when going through this transformation? Yeah, absolutely. Up is a really cool brand and really nicely done. One of the things that when you're an existing brand and Police Bank's 60 next year is we've got a mix of members. And being a mutual bank, we've got a, quite a few older members. And so those older members still want to go into the branches that we have. They still want that kind of contact. But increasingly, if I look at the statistics each month, it's younger members, younger members, younger members who are joining us. And that's the target of the transformation in a big way is that you've got to be able to bank with us on your phone. You've got to be able to join on your phone. You've got to be able to initiate a loan or a transaction account or something like that on your phone. You need to be able to be identified on your phone because that's where the future of banking really is. It's that ease, ease of joining, ease of transacting. And so we do look at, we do look at up, we look at 86400 or Ubank now, and we look at Virgin Money and the ease with which you can transact with them. But we've got to balance that out with what our older members, the members who built Police Bank want as well. And that's really, that's a big chunk of the challenge. It's, a, it's really easy to start with a greenfield and build something, but we've got to renovate what we've got as well as build something new. Just wondering where the bank is at now in this journey. So I don't think the journey is ever going to end, but the largest chunk of the transformation, at least what we can foresee on a five or 10 year time horizon, is going to be conducted in the next 12 months. So sometime probably around June or July, our new core banking system is going to be sitting there, tested and ready to go to plug in all the ancillary services. And then as we work over the following nine months, we'll get all those other loan originations, those sort of things that I talked about. And then February, March next year, we will have conducted phase one, which is to modernise our initial offering. And then it'll be about phase two, which is to use data better, to use open banking in a more fulsome way, to offer benefits to our member, to ensure that our mobile app is optimised for what members want, to use the kind of behavioural insights we can gain to help members pay off their home loan sooner, save more money, those kind of things. It's, so the big chunk is going to be conducted in the next 12 months, but I think it's going to be a continual iteration as banking and payments and that space evolve. Yes, that's one thing I've definitely learned through listening to a lot of uh, 
digital and banking transformation is that there's never really an end. It's always evolving. There's no real end target. So I imagine it's very similar for you. Oh, absolutely. It's one of those things that's, if you're genuinely, we call it member obsessed, you might call it customer centric, but if you are genuinely member obsessed, then you have to be watching what changes in society are happening, what changes in technology and how that's driving a member or customer preference. And to that extent, that will never stop. We think about the way that banking was done when I first joined the workforce compared to the way banking is done now, 37 or 38 years later, there's been fundamental change. Even 20 years ago, there's been fundamental change. Technology and societal changes will continue to drive what we do and how we do it. And we've just got to try and stay tapped in to that wherever we can. And it was announced the bank did select Temenos as its core systems provider last year. Just wondering, what made this the right choice for the bank? Yeah, we went through a full RFP process. And what we were really looking for was we were looking for a really solid and stable core. And if you think about our core banking system at its essence, it's a ledger. So we wanted a really solid and stable and modern core that we could then plug in the services or their offering that we wanted to offer. Temenos has got a really big ecosystem of providers who are already integrated with the Transact core. And so we can, in many ways, pick off the shelf. In five years' time, if there's a move to a new product and there's a provider that isn't part of the Temenos suite, but we can use the Temenos APIs to integrate with the Temenos core, then that's the that's one of the key reasons why we went with them. Notwithstanding the fact that with 3,000 instances deployed right across the world and Temenos being a very little company in this space, it just seemed like the right mix of stability for their firm, stability for our core, but also forward-looking nature of Temenos's desire itself to regenerate itself every few years as bank changes. And I was just wondering if you were able to maybe walk us through a little bit what it was like to come off the old system and start integrating and transferring onto this new core banking system. So we're not there yet. We're still in part of the process, but it getting the right, doing the right plan, getting the right people and taking the right amount of time in that order has been a boon in terms of moving this project forward. It is a challenge because the configuration in Temenos is different to the configuration in the old system or the current system. And we have to build out the what we in Temenos. Uh, and we're lucky in that sense because we were able to piggyback on a lot of the work that Temenos had done with Virgin Money. And so they have what they call a model bank, an Australian model bank. And so what we've done to simplify things for us is we've taken an adopt, not adapt um, approach to the core. And unless there was a really good reason why the way that we did things was better than the way that Temenos had already built it, we took the Temenos way of approaching things and then we made the adjustment to our standard operating procedures as a consequence. So we have largely adopted what they have in the model bank. And I think that is one of the critical pieces of how it's been a much smoother ride than if we had had to build from scratch and configure the Transact core on our own. And has the Police Bank IT team had to do any upskilling or refine any of their tech skills? I imagine this whole process has been quite a learning journey for everyone. Yeah, we've got some really great younger members of the team who are here for the journey. 
So they've come, we've got a fantastic change manager. We've got some really good IT people, some really good people in the project management team. But what we're doing as a small institution is we have a core of people and then we bring in consultants and contractors to bolster our capability. And then once that part of the transition has happened, then they go back to they're available for other clients. And I think that's been the critical piece of how we're getting through this and how we're managing that is recognizing that on day two, when we go live, there's core competencies that police bank needs. um, And we've used the, I'm not the technical person, but the Sophia framework to work out what skills we need in that new world, what skills we've got now. And then we're backfilling and upskilling and planning accordingly. And where we don't think we'll need those skills for more than this next 12 months, we're bringing contractors to bolster the team. But so there has been a lot of a lot of upskilling, a lot of growth, and there still is with a lot of these younger members of the team who are just really keen to to get their hands dirty with with what's a pretty big bank transformation. I was just wondering what were some of the other partners you guys have chosen to work with during this transformation process? Yeah, we're working on some RFPs at the moment. We haven't actually got to that stage yet, but one of the really neat things about where the Australian banking landscape is right now is that when we think about where we might go with our loan origination system, we've got international partners who have built loan origination systems offshore, but then we've got really good local organisations, people like Cloudcase, who have who are deploying different ecosystems and for different institutions, a lot of which are mutuals at the moment. If you want to do a part two in six months' time, we can bring you up to date. I'll be able to tell you who we've chosen. Yeah, uh, but at the, at the moment, we're running those <laughs> RFPs. Oh, excellent. And just on the tech skill side we were just discussing before, this is a bit of a general question, just outside of the bank's transformation story. Just wondering, in terms of upskilling using new technology, I do know there's so many new technologies floating around in the market. One in particular has really made a wave, of course, is the new AI that's out there. Just wondering if Police Bank has seen any use cases or is exploring any options in how it can enjoy the privileges of the new wave of AI tools. Oh, I can't wait, Kate. I cannot wait. Every time I try and ask ChatGPT a question, it seems to be timed out. But uh, the use cases are going to be amazing in terms of helping members of my team or any team. It takes the, the Google search idea of catching up on things really quickly and then just puts it on steroids. And we've all seen and we've all done, asked those questions and seen what we've got fed back. And in certain domains, ChatGPT is pretty good. Now that Microsoft's involved and it's got Bing working that way, they'll only get better and better. So I think that things that we'll use it for is at some point in the future, you would embed it in your own website so that members can ask questions. What should we do here? What should we do there? Those kind of things. Once the technology and once you're satisfied that the kind of responses are right, I think it's going to really help with understanding how to do certain things. I asked I asked it what a good project manager should do on any given day, and it gave me a pretty solid outline because I was curious because I'm a banker, not a project manager. And I thought, I wonder what? And so that was pretty cool. And so I think that as we move forward, it's going to answer a lot of questions that just pop up from time to time. And it'll really help in contact centers and things like that. When somebody asks a question, we'll be able to give that extra level of help because it might be 
on the weekend or late at night and the IT department's not there, but the member might ask a question and we can answer it for them in a relatively succinct and timely manner. I think with this, if it's optimised in the right way, there'll be genuine high-level knowledge transfer, which will really help the inquirer, the person posing the questions. I can't wait. I can't wait till it's more stable and we can all play with it. Just my last question, mm -hmm. uh, just wondering what you're most excited about in, say, the next 12 or so months in terms of you know, digital and technology at Police Bank? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to day one next year because part of what we're doing is to fulfill a promise to members and to my team and that promise was i'm going to make it more enjoyable and easier to work with police bank in june and july when we know that the core is stood up and tested and thus ready to be integrated with the other systems that'll be an exciting day because that'll be a proof point that we're on the journey but i guess at some point after day one when I've got that mobile phone or mobile app where somebody can come and they can join the bank and be verified under all the AML CTF rules and open an account and take out a loan all on your mobile phone, that's when I'm going to know that we have achieved at least the level that I believe that we owe our members and that you and I would probably want from our organisation. So that'll be sometime in probably the second quarter of next year, but that's going to be very cool when we can do that. That sounds really exciting for you guys. So I'm really looking forward to watching your journey continue forward. If anybody else out there is undertaking a transformation, I guess I'd probably say planning and planning are the cornerstones to doing it properly, but also if it's a small shop like mine, CEO involvement is a must, but with the bigger the bigger organisations, bigger institutions, you need genuine exec or CEO engagement so that it can be made quickly, things can be moved on, hurdles leapt and roadblocks moved. That's probably the key things that I've probably learned and that's what other CEOs and other execs who have run transformations at banks around the world have told me. Yes, I definitely don't think you're alone in that transformation journey. They seem to be the hot thing to do these days, but they're very important. There's yeah, reasons why. But yes, thank you so much for joining us today here at IT News, and I look forward to keeping up to date with the next steps. Thanks, Kate. It's been great talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much. That was Police Bank CEO Greg McKenna for this week's IT News podcast. We'll be back next week with another interview. Until then, keep up to date with the latest in Australian tech news by checking out itnews.com.au.